Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you are joining us. We've been interviewing Rabbi David Green from Israel. Uh, Rabbi Green has been teaching and counseling in various educational programs for over 30 years. He's also a talented musician and composer who's worked with some of the most famous names in music. He's an award-winning film producer, winner of the Cable Ace Award for his film Deadly Currents, and also the Health and Medical Film Festival for his movie Home Safe, which was then picked up and distributed by Disney. Praise the Lord. And to top off all that, he's the director of The Real You Project and author of two great books. The first is titled A Book About You, and his most recent release is Pictures of Your Soul. Now, in addition, he's just released a new music album titled Empty Spaces. Praise God, he is busy. Now, Today is part two of my interview with Rabbi Green. And folks, if you missed any of the prior episode, you need to go back and catch up. We're discussing The Real You Project. We're discussing his latest book, which is absolutely fabulous, Pictures of Your Soul. And we're also playing a couple of David's selected songs as well. So be sure to listen to each episode. Amen. All right, let's jump back into this interview now with Rabbi David Green. If if our soul is the candle of God and our soul is connected to God... Why are we tempted to do things contrary to God and his word? That's a very interesting question. You see, <clears throat> I, I don't want to uh, shock anybody, but there is this concept of having two souls. We have one soul, which is called the divine soul, which is pure, which nobody can hurt. Nobody, No matter what errors you make in your life, the divine soul remains pure and God loves that, loves you for it, and and we're supposed to love ourselves for it. Um, and that's that's ultimately, if a person's like struggling with self-esteem, rather than dealing with it on a relative level, they should know there's an absolute gold mine within us. But there's also an animal soul, and just uh, one of the chapters in my book is called. Uh, they're very short chapters. They're all questions, like the questions you're asking me. There are all those kind of questions like how could a spiritual uh, soul stay within a physical body, right? That's an example of the question. Where did I get my soul? What happens to my soul when I die? These are all questions from the from the book itself. Um, and uh, they're, they're, one of the questions is like, you know, does my dog have a soul? And the answer is yes, your dog does have a soul, but your dog only has an animal soul. And that's why people identify with animals, but they overemphasize it and make it as if they're equivalent to human beings, but they're lacking the divine soul. The animal soul is basically uh, running after our survival and and our basic uh, instincts um, for, for food, for physical pleasure, for reproduction, and all those things are important for us to have. 
if we weren't connected to the animal soul, we we would sleep all day long. We wouldn't have the um, the uh, the the physical ability to carry out God's will. Amen. But the challenge is to make sure that the one who is controlling the animal soul is the divine soul. In other words, your free will choices are saying, you know what, animal soul? I'm going to make sure that I'm going to use you much like a rider controls his horse. Mm. Now, a rider has a horse, has a tremendously powerful animal there to take them where they want to go. But if the rider loses control, then the animal is going to take over. And that's unfortunately the way so much of the world lives their lives. Yeah, They amen. don't realize that they have a divine soul and they just follow their animal soul. And uh, that's unfortunately why we have so much moral corruption in the world today, because people don't recognize that, that it's, their, it's not the essence of who they are that's running after all these things, Amen. including, you know, various lusts, various uh, ego, you know, various uh, desires and haughtiness and things that, that will destroy a person's life because it'll take them into a direction that they don't want to go, mm -hmm. much like I was running after being successful in the music business for impure reasons, yeah. um, you know, and if I let that control me, then I would be a very different person today. Uh, but once I started learning how to take control of the animal soul, so we have the commandments from God that serve as part of the guide to do so, because when I'm commanded uh, not to do certain, you know, uh, violations, immoral violations, you know, if I have fear of God, then I'm going to refrain from doing so. And by refraining from doing so, I'm also elevating my soul and I'm learning to control the animal soul as well. Um, it's actually described almost like your, this is from the Tanya, this is the main source of my book. Uh, which is from the first rabbi of the Lubavitch uh, movement, the Chabad movement. Um, and uh, he describes the body to be like a city. And both the divine soul and the animal soul want to rule the city. Mm. And the more that you can conquer, the more that you will be in control of that body. And when yeah. I say body, I mean, obviously more than the physical body, but with all its desires that it has to do various things that are, that can be unhealthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and therefore, um, <clears throat> it's that, it's that duality within us that, uh, that allows us to actually live a meaningful life. There's a there's a metaphor I heard that there, there was a king who wanted to make sure that his son was very strong and and moral. So he hired a, a prostitute to try to seduce the son. Yeah. Oh, you know that story? I, re I read it in your book. Yeah. Oh, really? Go, go ahead. That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, the the idea is that even the prostitute didn't want the son to, to fall right the the prostitute was was there was hired to try to seduce him but she, she really wanted him to succeed ultimately um and therefore even though we have all these desires within us god put them there to tr to give us a chance to win if you don't have an opponent, if you go onto if you go onto a basketball field uh, uh, court with uh, with a ball, 
and you're bouncing it all over the place and there's no one to compete with, you're going to get tired very quickly. Yeah. But if there's the excitement and the goal of trying to beat the opponent, then suddenly you've got all this energy and life is full of so many opportunities. But if we don't have the challenge, then then we're not really living the life that we're supposed to live. Amen. Amen. That is so true. And like I said, I, I was going to ask you about that example and I didn't write it down, but I'm glad you brought that out because that was like, that was a great example with the king. That, that, that was great because. Thank you. Like I said, even the prostitute didn't want the sun to, to succumb. So that's, right. that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, this time I want to play a song from David's first album. It's called A Journey to the Real You. That's a song we're going to play. So I'll be right back after this song. All right. That was David's song, A Journey to the Real David, that's awesome. <laughs> Folks, you need to get this album. It, 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 we'll be talking more about it at the end. But back to your book now. Tell us about the example of the anger robe that you provided in your book. I thought that was uh, really great. Well, um, one of the uh, symptoms, so to speak, of when a person loses control and allows his um, animal soul to take over is that the blood where the soul resides it, when you get angry, it rushes to your face. You can see on a face of a person who is angry that they have lost control and they say things that they don't even want to say and they'll regret later. But even though they know they're going to regret it later, the animal has taken over so much that they have lost control and they'll continue to act in an angry way even though they know they should stop and you know settle down take a big breath and get rid of this fate you know the this this rush of anger that's flowing to their brain so there was a guy who was having a hard time with this you know he would get angry and he couldn't stop himself and he'd yell at his kids and he yell at his wife so uh he came up with a uh a, a, a solution and that solution is called the anger robe and i'll explain to you how the anger robe works everybody should have an anger robe amen, <laughs> amen. what he did was he would be sitting at the table and this, this family is around him and someone would do something that got him a little bit upset and he felt that rush starting to go to his head and he said you know what i'm have every right to yell at these people i'm have every right to get angry with them but there's one condition i first have to get up get out of my seat walk out of the room to the stairs go up the stairs step at a time i can't go in two steps at a time i got to go one step at a time and i go up into my room and take out a robe that i call my anger robe I put on my anger robe, I tie the belt, I slowly walk down the stairs, and I then go back to the table and sit down, and then I have every right to scream at anybody I want to. But what happens is, by the time I've gotten down, back into that chair, the anger has resided. It's now I'm back to being calm, right? And if a person has that anger robe, all it's showing you is that you do not have to lose control. Amen. If you take the time, take some breaths, you know that ultimately you don't want to be an animal who's out of control. 
Mm-hmm. So give yourself the space to be able to breathe, take your time, take your mind away from that which is making you angry. And the more you do that, the more you actually are become better at doing that. That's elevating your life spiritually. Once you've done that with the anger robe, you can eventually learn to not need the anger robe to do it. Because you become the person who's in control of your animal soul. You're riding the horse and the horse isn't riding you. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's, I, I had to ask you about that because that was, that was just a great exercise in control, I guess you could say. Amen. Amen. And, and in your book, Pictures of the Soul, you describe the animal soul and the pleasures it offer as temporary, but the opposite is true for the divine soul. Explain that for us and how it applies to us today. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Not that I you need one, but the animal soul, uh, if you are uh, sitting down to a meal, and that animal soul deserves to be fed because if it doesn't have the nutrients, it's not going to be able to perform and it's not going to be able to take you from one place to another and you won't have a life. So it has every right to experience the pleasure of the food in front of you. And you, we say prayers before we, we, we eat because we're thanking God for that food. So the food is totally good. I mean, unfortunately, people eat food that's not very healthy for them. But it, in, in, as long as they're basically eating healthy food, what happens is the animal soul uh, experiences the pleasure of this awesome hamburger. Uh, and they they enjoy the hamburger so much, and they're like in the clouds while they're eating the hamburger. Uh, but then what happens is they hear that somebody outside is is uh, struggling for their life, and you take responsibility to go out there and do CPR on them and save their life. Now, while you're doing it, it can be a very scary, miserable type of experience. But if you ask yourself a year later, what do you remember more? What are you enjoying more? The hamburger's gone. But the pleasure of saving someone's life is eternal. Yeah, That's a divine soul pleasure. Because to save a life is is a is something which the it's it's only driven by the divine soul, Amen. and so the divine soul is fueled with um, with the nutrients it needs, and that never disappears. So as you go through life, you're accumulating spiritual pleasures that are lasting, and that's why we can look at pictures of 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 happy times with the family and still feel a certain joy. Even if someone's passed away and you look at the pictures of your grandparents, you can feel when there's a spiritual component of something, you still feel the pleasure of that. But the physical pleasures that we run after, they're, 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 they're temporary and they disappear after we've indulged in them. Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah, that, that was a, a great example. Now, you also discuss in your book, Pictures of Your Soul, how God is light. And you use the example of a prism to explain this to us. And that was, I mean, that really hit home. Can you share that with us? Okay. Uh, this becomes a little bit abstract, but I'll try to keep it, bring it down to earth. The, uh, the idea is like this, that when God is infinite and in creating the world, uh, he 
created the world by shining what's called endless light into the world. Now, endless light means that it's too bright for us to experience. Um, it's, it's almost like if you have a electrical uh, plant and you take your, your, your radio from home and you plug it into the main source of that electrical plant, it'll blow up because it's just way too much power for the radio. So too, for him to create a world for human beings to live in, if his presence was so ob obvious to us to a point where we see him so clearly all the time, then what would happen is we would have no free will. And so therefore, God hides himself from us, but he gives, he, he gives us his attributes in the world through what's called the ten spherot. There are ten different attributes of, of God. And um, we, as I, uh, when I was describing us being like a microcosm of the world, we're a microcosm of those ten attributes. So how did those ten attributes come down into the world? So back to that endless light. What happens is that endless light shines and goes through these ten attributes to come into the world at like filters to the point where we can experience uh, various attributes that were embedded in that light. So it's the same thing you see. There actually are, uh, when, when you look at the light that hits a prism, the light before it hits a prism is way too abstract for us to see what's really embedded in that light. But once it goes through the prism, then all the colors that come out, they're not created by the prism. They're actually just breaking apart the light that was embedded in the original light. Mm -hmm. So too, when God created the world, he used what's called Keter, which is the top uh, sphere, and that breaks down all the other lights into the, the embedded light into a more tangible form so that man can experience that. And we're created with that those 10 colors, so to speak, within us. Um, and, and the whole world is really created with those attributes. But it's easier to see within man because man has, for example, one of them is called chesed, which is kindness. God's kindness is associated with the the with the right side of our body and uh god's din which is uh judgment uh strength is on the left side um then there's a something called uh tif Eretz, which is the harmony of those two things uh, my first book uh, a book about you talks about those being three primary personalities and each one of us is rooted in one of those personalities. So kindness, some people are just, that's their natural uh, uh, personality. They want to give to everybody. They, they're, they're, they're extremely social um, people, people. And then there's Gvura people who are more uh, uh, about organization, cleanliness, getting the job done, doing that which is right, as opposed to doing it out of love. But they work together like the sun and the moon. One is the giver, and, it, and one is the reflector. And we both have, we all have that within ourselves, and we all have that in a marriage. There is that relationship going on as well. 
And so those attributes are what came through the prism, so to speak, until they became tangible attributes. And we have 10 of those. And and in, in the Bible, the the various personalities all are represented by the each one of those different attributes. Um, and and uh, when we study, you know, what happened to Abraham, who is the attribute of kindness, we're not just studying about what a person's life is. We're studying about God's attribute of kindness. Yeah. So you're Amen. actually Amen. you're reading you're reading uh, a, a, a Kabbalistic book by reading just the story itself. You're reading about the colors that came through the rainbow that have been manifest through those role models that we have throughout Amen. the Bible. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Rabbi David Green. Now, before we close for today, I wanted to play another song from his latest album, Empty Space. In fact, this is the title song, and I know you're going to enjoy it. While you're listening, be sure to drop down in the show notes and order this album and also his latest book, Pictures of Your Soul. Amen? Here's the song now by David Green, titled Empty Space.
Amen. Amen. Glory to God. What a great song. Folks, that's all the time we have for today's portion of this interview with David Green. Be sure to come back for the conclusion in the next episode. But in the meantime, drop down the show notes, click the links right there, order a copy of David Green's book, uh, A Picture of Your Soul, or Pictures of Your Soul, uh, and a book about you. Praise the Lord. Those are two great books, as well as getting his music. Just click the links right there. You can go over to the realyouproject.com forward slash music. That's where all his music is at. Amen. Glory to God. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminding you be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.